Hey, this is Jesse Dukes with Curious City, and this is a woodpecker banging away at a tree in the Cook County Forest Preserves at a little secluded spot I know about. I've been relying on trips to forest preserves to keep my spirits up, get some exercise, and just forget about COVID-19 for a few minutes. And from what we're hearing, I'm not alone. Many people are making short trips into nature. There are a lot of options. In Cook County alone, there are more than 69,000 acres of forests, prairies, and wetlands, and there are more preserves throughout the region. But Cook County was the first in Illinois to establish forest preserves. They get an estimated 62 million visits a year, and during COVID-19, they've stayed open with signs encouraging people to maintain six feet of distance on the trails. We're revisiting this story about their origin from 2017 because the preserves were originally created in part for public health by reformers who recognized that city dwellers in crowded conditions would benefit from getting into nature and recreating. The story was inspired by Arnulfo Delgado, who loves to ride his bike in the Cook and DuPage County Preserves. When you're in touch with nature, you become aware of how life is so complex and at the same time very simple. Arnulfo says he's grateful to whoever had the foresight to set aside this land. But who had that foresight? He asked Curious City how the Cook County Forest Preserves got started. And reporter Jake Smith has the answer. The story behind the Cook County Forest Preserves involves an architect named Dwight Perkins and his ambitious vision to preserve Chicago's natural landscapes. Perkins' 15-year battle to create the preserves wasn't just about whether nature should be preserved. Most people agreed with that. It was about what kind of nature should be protected. Just forests or prairies and marshes, too? And should that land be left untouched or shaped by humans? Around the turn of the century, when our story begins, Dwight Perkins was living in Chicago. As a teenager, he'd worked in the stockyards, shuttling home each night to his working-class neighborhood. But young Dwight would escape his grimy city life by heading to the marshes south of the city. That's where he first learned to see beauty not just in forests, but in bogs, in prairies, the kinds of landscapes most people at that time considered useless. His daughter later wrote that these outings convinced Perkins that, quote, human beings do not remain fully human if they are entirely cut off from the natural beauty of the world. As historian Julia Backrack explains, Perkins fit right in with a group of progressive Chicagoans with lofty ideas about how to improve the city. They felt that urban children needed access to these natural lands at the outskirts of the city. So the vision for the forest preserves was with this pressing idea that the city keeps becoming more industrialized and that these tenement people need to have access to nature. In 1903, Perkins agreed to help the city's Special Parks Commission explore how to help city dwellers experience more nature. He teamed up with a famous landscape architect named Jens Jensen, and the two of them laid out a groundbreaking new vision. They said the county should create an outer belt of parks around the city. They even mapped out which land to acquire. There are oak savanna and old forest, and, but it also includes marshland and prairies. To find out what happened next, question asker Arnolfo and I went to Deer Grove Forest Preserve near Palatine. I had never seen these little plants, these uh, purplish plants. There we met Natalie Bumfina, an anthropologist who studied the history of the Cook County Preserves. There are all these cool birds. Yeah. Venus says the president of the Cook County Board of Commissioners embraced Perkins' vision. He quickly put together a bill to establish this outer belt of parks, which he called Forest Preserves. 
And he kind of did it unilaterally. But Dwight Perkins didn't like the legislation. There Why was, not? The legislation highlighted boulevards. What, kind, what When you say boulevards, what does that mean exactly? Like big roads. Big roads with manicured landscapes were a far cry from the serene, untouched preserves that the commission had in mind. So this was Perkins' first test. Should he let his vision be watered down or fight it, even though that could delay the creation of the preserve? Perkins chose to fight and wrote a petition to the governor. Dwight Perkins totally sabotaged this initial bill. So That's gutsy. It is gutsy. And I guess it shows you a kind of unwillingness to compromise one's vision too fully. After that, politicians in Springfield began work on a new bill. And Perkins and Jensen wanted to make sure it was just what they wanted. So they took legislators out on tours of these natural places to sell them on their vision for the preserves. They had this idea of protecting forests, certainly, but also prairies and um, the Skokie Marsh. The legislators wrote a new bill, but the court threw it out for complicated reasons involving politics. But there was a comment from that court's opinion that would spark decades of conflict over what kinds of nature deserved to be saved. The sticking point? Forests versus prairies. The part of the bill that said what these preserves would include was really broad. And the judge said that means you could protect a prairie, but your district is called a forest preserve, and you need to clean that up. In other words, not all nature was seen equally. Most people considered forests lush and romantic, but prairies, they seemed dry and dull. So when Perkins went back to work on the bill, he finally had to compromise. This time, he and a lawyer specified that the district could only acquire land containing forests, even though they knew this might make it harder to get other kinds of land, like marshes or prairies. I think they did it because at this point they were desperate to push the legislation through. Prices were going up, and they just thought, we got to do this before it becomes an impossibility. This time, Perkins succeeded. In 1916, after 15 years of work, the forest preserves were finally a reality. But did Perkins' vision ultimately suffer from this compromise? In its first few decades, the Forest Preserve District did favor forests over other landscapes, just as Perkins and Jensen had feared. District workers mowed over prairie grass and planted thousands of trees. By the 70s, prairies and savannas were disappearing from Cook County. That's when a group of volunteers started restoring these ecosystems, cutting down trees, burning brush, and replanting native grasses. Now, some people still weren't happy to see their local forests turned into prairies. In 1996, some neighborhood groups got the county to put a moratorium on all restoration. And in the end, the volunteers out-organized them. And eventually, piece by piece, got the moratorium lifted. And they're still working in the preserves. Today, 100 years after the preserves were founded, you can tromp through the prairies and marshes and savannas, just as Perkins and his friends would have wanted. That was reporter Jake Smith. I reached Arnulfo, who says exercise and nature are more important now than ever. But as a pediatrician, he's observed some younger people in the forest preserves not socially distancing. Two weeks ago, I saw... 
a group of six teenagers on bikes, and then they dismounted and, and went off in, into the prairie. You know, they weren't um, keeping that six-foot distance between themselves. And, you know, that's kind of frustrating. But on the whole, he's glad the preserves remain open. Like I said, I've been relying on the forest preserves, and I made some recordings the other day at one preserve I won't name on a trail run. We thought you might enjoy a little bit of the sound of that trip, and it's going to be beautiful this weekend, folks, so if you're going out into a forest preserve, we'd love to see a photo, some video, some audio. You can tag us on social media or email it to curiouscity.wbez.org. Okay, starting to run here in a preserve I shall not name. I had to jump off a call with my editor in order to beat the rain and get my run in. Sorry, Alex. Here I am at the trail entrance. Welcome. Please follow public health guidelines. Six feet, practice social distancing, and then there's a number to report crowded conditions. Two weeks ago, this had two inches of snow. There's a big tree. Chipmunk. It just ran away. It's not raining too hard yet. Is that an oven bird? Teacher, 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 teacher. Kind of a little stone bridge dam here. This is where I usually scare the ducks. Walking slowly and stealthily along the riverbank. And they make this kind of cooing sound when you startle them. They fly off and kind of do a coo 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 coo. Okay, I'm gonna poke my head over this ledge and see if I see a duck. That was a frog. The frog just jumped in the water. I think I saw a duck here one time. Alright, so I'm gonna go back into a run. Okay, here comes a steep hill. Comes the rain. Let's get up a little. I think I'm gonna get wet because I'm at least 10 minutes from the car. At least. I think this is going the wrong way. Uh, here's a trail. Uh, let's give it a go. I might regret this. Curious City This Week was reported by Jake Smith. It was produced by me and Stephen Jackson. Alexandra Solomon was the editor. Curious City is supported by the Conant Family Foundation. I'm Jesse Dukes. Let it rain, let it pour, let it rain a whole lot more Cause I got them deep river blues Let the rain drive right on the way sweep along cause I got them deep river blues my old gal's a good old pal and she looks like a waterfowl
Sometimes you just need a quick overview of the news. Meantime, it was chaos today at the Chicago City Council. A Chicago cop with a controversial past is running for judge. Other times you're looking for a deeper understanding of what's going on in the city. Wow, that's so, no one has asked me that question. The Rundown Podcast has all of that and it's Chicago based. So you know what's up in your neighborhood and across town. Listen to The Rundown wherever you get your podcasts or at wbez.org slash rundown.